all righty everyone welcome back to the cinemania world podcast my name is Dwayne, and today we are live from the bfi london film festival well i'm not live i'm in the u.s but my guest is live ladies and gentlemen i'm joined by my guest for today's show and one of the newest members of the cinemania world team and that is joe gainey joe how are you how's everything I'm really well, Dwayne. Thank you so much. And I was just thinking I'm so happy that my first podcast as an official member is talking about the London Film Festival. It feels very fitting. Yeah, it, it seriously does, too. And that's one of the reasons why um, I wanted. That was one of the reasons why I was happy that you were able to join, because I know you're going to be seeing a bunch of good stuff in the next couple of days, in the next couple of weeks. So it's festival season, too. So this is always the most exciting season, you know, point of the year so i'm excited for everything that's been going on how are you how's everything what's new anything yeah i mean uh um it's just been it's been a busy busy few weeks as you say i'm kind of getting into festival season and and gear myself uh i'm just happy and excited to kind of jump in at this this next wave it feels like not long ago at all we were talking about the kind of a last you know award season and the last wave of films mm-hmm. so um it, i think it just goes quicker as as each year passes so i'm excited it, to to dive into this batch yeah it really does i remember our first show that i had you on was when we were talking about it was a live show from last year where we were talking about uh widows and how like widows was not like as far as i think it was like the box office for widows and then we were talking about fantastic beasts and this festival season all around um i remember last year's festival movies were just all really good so i was excited and then i think our last but then before and then after that we did the book smart review together and stuff so that was also another fun show and stuff i still to this day adore that movie and whatnot but um yeah you are at well you just finished up with a couple of batch of with a batch of movies and you are at the london film festival but before we get into the movies how's the festival as a whole how is it i'm seeing everyone's pictures it looks nice it looks decorative and stuff and well esteemed and stuff so how is it yeah, it's it's a really wonderful festival. Um, I've been going for a few years. Um, sort of a, a kind of different, would say, points and and sort of you know um, my interest and sort of background and, and industry stuff. Uh, but it's a really audience-led film festival. Um, you know, obviously there are business dealings and whatnot going on behind the scenes, but it's very sort of general public friendly. Uh, and the BFI uh, puts a lot of work into making films and film festivals as accessible um, as they can be to the general public. And they put on free events and kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, lots of Q and A's, like you get in lots of festivals. And it's a really beautiful way to showcase the city because the venues are sort of spread around within walking distance, but spread around. Uh, and it sort of takes over the city, especially central London for these two weeks. And it has a really great, great atmosphere. So I think, you know, obviously you have your, your Cannes and your Berlin and your Venice, but I think in terms of sort of audience heavy, just general film loving public festivals, I think this is probably like the leading one in this side of the world. Um, mm-hmm. you know, holding my hands up, I'm sure others, you know, might have different opinions on that. Obviously I have a bias. I, I live in the city, um, but it feels very uh, inclusive, I suppose, in that, in that sense. 
I I love that. I love when a um a festival is going on and stuff in the city and the city kind of embraces it. That's one of my thing. I mean, I live in Boston, Massachusetts, in the U.S. And when the festival is going on here, it's not like a big deal and stuff like that. And then the movies they do bring for the festival are not like you know like like you know the movies down there like they're showing like what Joker, Marriage Story, you know Jojo Rabbit, and all those movies. The only big movie that they showed when our festival was going on a few weeks ago was Jojo Rabbit, and that was it. That was pretty much it. Everything else was like documentaries and stuff. But um, you know, when you like when you're looking at like festivals in other cities, like even even like cons in other cities as well, like festivals in New York, I know the entire city embraces it and they'll have banners and signs up and stuff like that. And when we went to when we went to San Diego for a San Diego Comic Con, they had the same thing. Like the entire city was just draped in Comic Con stuff and lore and posters and banners, like skyscrapers had like posters all over them. So, you know, it's really cool that, that the city over there gets into the festival feeling along with the festival itself too and that's exciting and stuff so that's always really really good to hear because it makes all the films and it makes you know it it, it, it makes films in general like make them feel important so i i really really love to hear that that it's you know it's decorative and it's nice down there how early were you there um today like what time did you have to get out there Oh, not not so early. So I I'm um, just kind of going to like public screenings this year. My, my day job means that I'm I've just been quite selective in, in what I'm going at because I saw people online getting up at you know the crack of dawn to get to screenings, and I like my bed far too much for that. Though I I respect the hustle. I respect people getting up early and and going to you know nine a.m. screenings. Um, but I in my ripe old age cannot achieve that. <laughs> so, um, my first screening was twelve thirty today which is a very civilized time in a really beautiful um old kind of converted theater into a cinema uh and i'm just gonna should i just dive straight in into what i what i saw yeah yeah let's get right into what you saw i know um before before you get right in i know like talking about the people getting up so early like i know uh uh, lucy bugless is down there and she was up early as hell this morning too and i know um one of our other members meg is down there too and she was up early today so i guess it's just all all of what your you know like what your taste is or what you're interested in and stuff like that because it's hard when like a movie you really want to see it's probably like really really early so you can make those lines and stuff like that so um I, I I know um you know uh South by Southwest and like uh and and all those other award shows I mean festival shows are the same thing and it's kind of crazy but it's still so much like so exciting but uh yeah let's get right into what do you watch so what is what's the first thing you watched today so the first thing I saw today was actually the opening night gala for the festival which was mm. Thursday night uh, and that was the personal history of David Copperfield mm-hmm. now I know that this title is maybe a little quieter on the US side. Um, I'm not sure you guys are getting it until the new year. Um, I actually don't think the UK is getting it until the new year on general release. Um, But it's the new Armando Iannucci film. Uh, Listeners may know him from uh, The Thick of It and Veep, but also The Death of Stalin a few years ago, which I think was a bit of a sleeper hit. Um, It's sort of a satire on, you know, The Death of Joseph Stalin. Uh, but this film, The Personal History of David Copperfield, is a retelling of the, the Dickens classic, David Copperfield, with the wonderful and talented and, yes, handsome Dev Patel in the lead role. Um, it is, I, I went in with high expectations. I really like The Death of Stalin. Uh, I'm a fan of Dev Patel. I, I like a sort of period Dickensian 
um, drama. And I just felt, with, when I say within seconds, that's not hyperbolic. I was 100% in when this film just opened. Um, it's really, it's full of heart, but it's funny. It has a sort of Iannucci sort of dry humor, which obviously, you know, Charles Dickens had as well. So it really complements each other. The supporting cast, you have Tilda Swinton, uh, Peter Capaldi, uh, and Iron Bernard, who's sort of this young Welsh actor, sort of up and coming. Uh, just, I mean, I've already forgotten. It's like, it's that wide. Ben Wishaw, it's just... Yeah, the cast is like amazing. I'm looking at it right now. It's fantastic. Yeah. Gwendolyn Christie and Ben Winshaw, Tilda Swinton, like uh, Benedict Wong. This is a really good cast. And of course, Dev Patel, he's always great, you know? Really good cast. Really good cast. And there's no weak link. I think sometimes in uh, ensemble casts, there's sometimes, you know, ooh, someone kind of wasn't giving 100%. Thankfully, not the case. Everyone really brought it. Um, it was stunning visually. I'm always a fan of kind of production design, costume design, you know, cinematography. I always kind of look out for, for that element of things in film. Mm. Uh, not, I was not disappointed. It's really, it, it's, it's joyous is how I would describe it. You know, I don't want to sort of get into the nitty gritty. I really want people to discover it from, the, from themselves. But I think, you know, Dev Patel, there's no point in me saying that Dev Patel is a star. We know this, you know, he's, mm -hmm. he's, Oscar nominated from what I remember, you know, I think for Lion, yeah. he's, he's, yeah. he's a Baxter winner, you know, he's not, uh, we don't need to sell Dev Patel, we know this guy is talented, um, but he does things in this film that I've never seen him do before, it's sort of comically, um, but also with the darkness, and I just think this is really going to be a bit of a calling card for him moving forward, uh, and I just, I can't, I, I'm still, I'm still in that sort of gushy feeling because it was so, you know, it's only a few hours ago that I saw it. I'm just kind of smiling to myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, it's special. Now, you know, it's a little long. I also, I'm one of those people who think that most films are a little long these days. Um, so that's not a unusual criticism from me. I think it could have been maybe 20 minutes shorter. Um, but at the same time, you sort of don't want to leave the world because you kind of love it so much. So, you know, maybe if it did end 20 minutes earlier, I would have been complaining about that. So, you know, who's, who's, who's to know? Uh, I think in terms of, you know, it's hard to talk about films this time of year and not think of award prospects. Right, um, yeah, what do you see for it? Yeah, I mean, kind of on your side of, of the Atlantic, I, I I don't know just because it, it hits right. so I don't even know if it'll be eligible, but I think BAFTA-wise... Yeah, I, I was going to ask that. What about the, like, the BAFTA and stuff, maybe? I think it could clean up. I think certainly uh, below the line, production design, costume, um, and probably a supporting nomination for Tilda Swinton, but just because she's so loved and is very good in this. Um, and I'd love to see Dev Patel nominated. I think it's a, it's a very... Uh, lovely performance in that there's sort of a little bit of everything um now that said the best actor you know category as as we know is like ridiculous this year so mm. who knows i think maybe best british film because that's a, that's a category at the baftas that could work yeah i am um, so it looks like uh it looks like us it came out september 5th but it's not it was, it was it was a it was probably a really 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 like small release because um i i haven't seen it in any theaters and stuff like that and there's a lot of indie theaters that are probably was that probably was showing it like a month ago and I stuff but it looks like you guys are getting in 2020 officially yeah. and stuff I think, like i think you guys might have got it at a festival I think yeah 
think that showing was maybe oh I don't, I don't even know where that would have been it like, it, it was probably after- my um it was probably my well for me it was probably the Boston Film Festival that was probably one of the movies that was there but like after hearing you talk about it I'm like damn I, I wish I wouldn't have missed that one too but you guys are getting it officially January 10th 2020 so I if it's if that's the official release date would that be too late for the BAFTAs no that that'll still be eligible the BAFTAs okay. are very strange we have films come out and like American films come out in February that are still eligible for BAFTA. So, right. um, and I think it would be sort of a mistake for it not to be, I, you know, why, why would you release a film so close to the deadline, but not make the deadline? If that makes sense. So, um, yeah, true, true. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But I, I would encourage anyone listening if they can at some stage, somehow <laughs> to see mm-hmm. this film because it's, um it's special. And I think a film now that can sort of, you know, it has political elements too. Obviously, it's an Ayanuchi film, and it's sort of mm-hmm. a class and stuff like that. And but a film that can kind of fill you with with joy without being overly sentimental, I think, is quite rare. And there's a lot of heavy, you know, topics and and films which I also enjoy out there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's nice to have maybe a little antidote to. To that right i'm at, i mean i'm excited to um possibly hopefully it'll be like on demand somehow for me very very soon so i can check it out because it, it, it sounds really good and that that i'm always wowed by an amazing cast i mean that was one of the main things i was really excited for for widows last year and stuff so uh, i'm definitely interested to check it out and stuff like that hey i remember um when we first did a show together eighth grade was not going to come out in the uk yeah. until like when did it officially come out was it april i think I- Dwayne, I saw it this year. <laughs> I know. I saw it like six months ago. <laughs> so I don't think I, I don't think we spoke about it when we saw Book Smart. But did you like it? How was it finally? I mean, I loved it, and it was, it, <laughs> it was, it was and I mean, I loved, I, you know, I did love it, but it, it's, it's a difficult watch in places. You it know, is. I, it is. I'm expecting, you know, I think when people say that scene, like the scene in the car, you know. Yes. Um, yes. That was that was a tough one, and it really really shook me. Um, I it was worth the wait, absolutely. I mm-hmm. there was a little bit of a bitter feeling afterwards in that, you know, they did. My understanding is, you know, Bo Burnham and, and Elsie Fisher did some press around it over here, but not a lot. You know, you have to appreciate for them the time had sort of moved on, and they were on other projects. And I I don't know if they really not they those individuals, but if the company or the distributor. Um, put that much marketing or, or money behind it. And I don't, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want to look at the box office of the UK um, release of it. I don't think that would be up to much. And I think that's a real shame. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I feel so bad. Like when I heard about that, I was like, oh my God, I like, it's already on blue. I remember you were telling me and I'm like, Joe, it's like on Blu-ray here. <laughs> like, it's like, I just bought it. You know, I was like baffled. Oh. It's and, it's so sad when I hear that about like some released some like movies in their release dates, you know. So the new one of that is Parasite. Um, oh right, yeah. We're getting that. Well, there's there's conflicting reports. Uh, some people say like February twenty fourth, and then other people are saying that there's no official release. Mm. Um, and if I have to wait until February <laughs> to see oh, Parasite. Man. That is all. That would be awful because I think the I think I just got a like a screening for that for like in two weeks. Like you know, um, I I feel I hate I would I don't know what it is. What's like this like thing with like with like 
movies in the UK and stuff. That sucks. I I would hate that so much. Just like February, like come on, you know. So strange. And it's... And you know, there's a big Korean community here. Yeah, it's, yeah. There would and not that only Koreans are going to see the film, obviously. But you know, it, it, there's there's a market. I I'll never understand it. But hey. Yeah, you do what you got to do, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So after uh, after the personal history of David Copper Copperfield, uh, what else did you check out? So I had a little break. I went for a little walk around the city, which was really nice. Instead of just smiling to myself, thinking about the film. And then I went down to the Embankment Gardens Cinema, which is the screen that they purpose build for the film festival. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to see photos online. It's just this giant cinema tent, essentially. And that sort of becomes the hub of the, of the festival. So there's always a good atmosphere down there. And I went to see The Report, mm. um, which uh, is an Amazon Studios film. Adam Driver and Annette Benning, who were there, I actually involuntarily gasped when Annette Benning appeared on the stage. Um, which, oh, that's awesome. That's really yeah, cool. I, I, which I didn't, I like her a lot, but I, it, it was so, such an involuntary reaction to this legend. And I was just like, oh, oh my goodness, this is, this is incredible. Um, so it was an absolute sold out screening. It was packed. Pretend, I don't, I wonder how many people can get in there, but I would say like in the hundreds. Um, it is, I'm still digesting. It's a very, it sort of starts straight away and, and you kind of have to be on board right from the start because it's so um, information heavy. So just for a quick rundown, it's about an investigation into the um, the CIA, CIA's use of torture post 9-11. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So you know, heavy subject matter from the get-go. Um, mm. And it's, Adam Driver plays the lead investigator and you are with him. I don't, there's barely a scene that he's not in. There's a few flashbacks, but he, you're with him all the way. And mm -hmm. you really have to, you really have to be with him. You have to believe in, in this man's work and cause, otherwise it wouldn't work. And he just, he pulls it off. I mean, he's another example of just an incredibly gifted actor um, who has gone from strength to strength. And he's having an amazing year, obviously, with Marriage Story. <laughs> I know, uh, it's like incredible, his year, you know? So, Star yeah. Wars is coming out. Of course. I think this film will really sort of be the sort of the age, the sort of complementary, com I can't say that word, complementary to Marriage Story. I think, mm -hmm. you know, this film is, it obviously has big themes, but it's a smaller film in that I, I don't know what the sort of remit will be for people, you know, going to see it and giving it a shot because it's, it's heavy, it's serious. It's, it's pretty um, straightforward. It's a sort of simple story for a very complicated matter, if that makes sense. So yeah. I think this will be the sort of supporting role in a way to his, you know, kind of award season narrative. But it's a perfect supporting um, story to that. And I mm -hmm. think it'll maybe kind of keep him in people's imaginations. Annette Benning also, I mean, Annette Benning, you know, we don't, I don't even need to say anything. She's incredible. Uh, she um, just, you know, does, does what Annette Benning does best and just, eat, you know, steals every scene. And they come each other very well. I was a little bit afraid that it would be a bit of a, fight for who who i'm paying attention to who's like stealing the scene but they work really well together um based on a true story obviously again i would really encourage people to to seek it out i have a lot of time for amazon studios i i think they haven't quite found what they're doing yet if that makes sense in terms mm -hmm. of the kind of content that they want to produce but i think they're getting there um and so they 
<clears throat> so it was directed by uh, Scott Z. Burns. So it looks like this is like one of his bigger, more bigger directorial debu- debuts. Because everything else, you know, he's under like you know uh, producers and writers. He wrote, um, he produced Side Effects, wrote Contagion, wrote uh, The Born Ultimatum. Contagion, I'm a huge fan of and stuff. So uh, how was it? How was it like writing? Because he wrote this movie too. He written it, he wrote it, and he directed it. How was it like as far as that? Like was the script you think it was a good script how was it directed and stuff it's it's very well written and i i i appreciate that it must have been a difficult write because you have to give the audience enough information that they know what's going on but that you're not spoon feeding them you know Mm -hmm. you're not sort of you can't have too many there's you know there's bits of exposition because there has to be but it's just enough that they're saying okay you with us let's let's go you know and and dropping sort of um maybe a little bit of explanation every so often, but I think it, it works. And I think they, they balance that or he balanced that out perfectly because if you miss a strand, right. you're kind of, you're gone, you know, it, it, and they kind of couldn't take that chance. Um, direction wise, I, you know, I always look for vision, which sounds very airy fairy, but if I, if I feel like I can see a director's vision, then I feel like it's well directed and, and I could with this. Okay. Now it's always, difficult when it's a writer director because then that adds sort of a layer to it um but i i think this is an you know incredible incredible effort which sounds a little bit patronizing but you know it it is a strong effort he obviously knew what he was doing and he believed in the story um so i you know if i had to maybe nitpick a little bit i think it's probably better written than it is directed um it would have maybe been interesting to see if they'd brought in another director, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just sort of kind of picking things out of the air now. Um, no, I see what that- you're saying. I, yeah. I, I see what you're saying because, like, um, it happens, too, when a lot of writers, producers kind of want to move into that directorial kind of role. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like, for example, I know um, one, of the, one of the writers of, like, Dark, Dark Phoenix came out, um, you know, this year and stuff. And I know one of the big things with people, with people going into that was it was, it was, you know, someone who was, it was his directorial debut, Simon Kinberg and stuff. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, uh, sometimes like certain writers are more suited off the, uh, you know, off the screen and stuff like that as far as their ideas and stuff. But I definitely agree. If you saw a vision then that's always good because you you never want to watch a movie with like you don't see the person's like you don't see the the personality as far as directing goes like i think that i think you know with movies like the farewell i saw lulu wang's personality <clears throat> with that with that movie movies like book smart i saw olivia wilde's personality you know while i was watching that movie so i i i love a direction and i love a good vision of where it's going so um I, I I can see as far as where you're coming from, as far as maybe that's how it felt a little bit. You just kind of didn't see as much of like as much of uh, Scott Burns as you wanted, you know, maybe. Yes, that's that's true. And, you know, there mightn't have been room really for him to fit in in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I said I can't fault the writing by any by any means. So, um, you know, I, I, I guess I saw him there, but maybe not directing wise. But it's it's right. a. It's a writer's film, I think, you know, because it had to be, because if it wasn't well written, you were going to not have the audience on board. And then there's kind of wasn't 
wasn't a point. And it's incredibly dialogue heavy um, okay. to bring you to bring you along. Um, but as I said, I'm still sort of digesting it. I really enjoyed it. I love like a whistleblower sort of investigator story. Um, mm-hmm. And they, they, you know, reference Edward Snowden by name several times in the film. And I'm sort of fascinated by that whole world. So um, I, I think I'm going to do a little extracurricular like study and, and see what else I can find out about this investigation and about the, the man Dan Jones, which is, you know, if a film can make me do that, then that's exactly that says a lot. You know, it's, it's, if you want to after the movie, you want to see about, you know, like, you know, learn about the story and learn where like where this movie kind of came from and stuff. And the cast is great. Once again, Adam Driver, Annette Bening, John Hamm. He's great and stuff. So that's really cool to hear. Um, it it, it kind of reminds me of that movie that came out, I think, last month, which was Official Secrets. Uh, which I really want to see, and I, I haven't got the chance to see it, but I, I want to see that movie so, so bad. So, um, yeah, I think this is really interesting. I'm looking forward to it. It, it officially releases in the U.S. November 15th, but I'm sure there'll be some screenings for it down the line and stuff. And it's it's Amazon Prime Video, so it'll be on Prime Video officially uh, November 29th. I thought it was Netflix, but it looks like it's Prime Video and stuff. So that's, so that's exciting. Uh, was this the Was this the last movie you saw today? Yeah, just just two today. Um, mm-hmm. I I thought about going to see uh, either Joker or Judy, which aren't actually playing as part of the festival, but are like on UK release. Yeah, um, yeah. But I I I just said, you know, I'm going to digest these two. I'll have a chance to catch Joker or Judy during the week. Um, and <laughs> Joker or Judy sounds like one film that I've just like merged together now. That was, <laughs> that was a very interesting crossover. But uh, I'm <laughs> obviously excited Judy. to see. I'm excited to see see both of them. And um, obviously, you know, Joker is taking up a lot of headlines at the moment. So I'm yeah. I'm to watch it. I'm a big Joaquin Phoenix fan. I don't know if you remember Dwayne, but I think the first time I was on, I spoke a lot about you were never really here and about you did, you did. So it's really nice to be talking about Joaquin Phoenix. I think, and for people mm. to be like, oh, you should. While we're talking about him, check out this Lynn Ramsey film. So um. That's nice to sort of. He's, he's uh fantastic. I um I love anytime he's in a role. I'm just completely I'm completely for it. You know if 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 someone made a movie about a trash man and it was starring Joaquin Phoenix, I'd be like, okay, you know, I'm in there and stuff <laughs> because he's great. You know, he's like like um I actually when her came out, I didn't see it in theaters. I didn't see it that year. I actually saw that movie last year for the first time, and I was just like like starstruck, like just wow, like what a movie. You know what I mean? With him in it, he was so great. And then of course you were never really here. He's just he has this thing where he could just tap on into any kind of role and just feel com- really committed to it and stuff. And Joker Joker is heavy. So if you're uh if you're coming out of the report uh, going into Joker, it's just like it's heavy because I saw that on Thursday. I one of my favorite movies of the year and stuff, but it is very, very heavy, and you got to be mentally prepared to go into that, especially with all the kind of points. You know, are you uh, looking forward to seeing it? Are you kind of nervous about with all the uh, controversy and stuff like that, and what's happening as far as all the headlines? I mean, I wouldn't say I'm nervous. I uh-huh. just I I find the trailer, which I think I've seen maybe you know, once when they released it and then once in, in the cinema, uh, very unsettling. Um, now I think I'm supposed to, I don't think that's an unusual reaction. Um, so that in one way has me intrigued, but in another way sort of has me, as you sort of said, like mentally preparing myself for the film. Um, I'm definitely keen to see it. I mean, I, I 
as I said, like big Joaquin Phoenix fan. I mm. want to be able to make my own mind up about the film as well. You know, I'm, I'm not going to not go see it just because there's some controversy or, or what have you. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't say nervous, but there's, there, there's definitely something that I'm, I'm picking up on. But I think a lot yeah. of that genuinely came from the feeling that I had watching the trailer sort of pre the, the discourse, if you will, in inverted commas. Right. Um, right. So I'm, I'm not, but I think, I mean, it's incredibly, you know, scary seeing all those, those signs on the, the theater, the movie theater, you know, windows or doors, I think on, in the U S about, you know, there was that they weren't admitting single. Yeah. That's actually an interesting point because, um, uh, yeah, I, they, they, it was uh, they reported it yesterday that AMC theaters were going to they they're admitting this singles policy for the movie this weekend and stuff. So that means if you're trying to go see the movie alone, they will not give you a ticket. So um, I I'm very very kind of uh, I was talking to my buddy Alex and Alex is one of my best friends and he is upset like physically upset about this and stuff because him and I I mean as critics and as fans and as like film buffs you're going to the movie by yourself a lot you know what i mean so you're going to the theater by yourself. like i go to the theater by myself at least like once every other week if he's not around uh i'm going to the theater by, by myself not that i'm a, not that i'm ashamed or i'm embarrassed or anything i love going to movies by myself with people you know what i'm saying like with friends whatever like it's always a great experience no matter who i'm with or if i'm with, or if i'm alone and stuff so I, I i'm like well that sucks because if i wanted to go see joker right now by myself i wouldn't get a ticket and that 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 I mean that that's kind of that's just, that sucks, and I so I get where that side is coming from, but I also understand uh, to an to an extent of where these theaters are coming from and what how much like what else can we do to kind of make sure people feel a hundred percent safe and you know because because what would happen if the if these if the movie theaters like this like AMC didn't do anything at all about all of this controversy and discourse then people would be like shaming them as like what are you doing to like what part are you playing in this whole scenario and I think they're trying they're trying to like make sure everyone's safe make sure everyone can see it just bring someone with you I guess and stuff but they're just trying to keep everyone safe and I can't really knock on knock on them for that you know what are your thoughts on all of that stuff yeah no, I, I absolutely agree I, I respect the fact that they're reacting to the sort of um oh, that's what I'm for the thoughts and, and feelings around it and and the sort of unsettledness we'll say um but they kind of can't win, I, I think. As you said, you know, they're going to be damned if they do and damned if they don't. Um, but I, I, I do appreciate and And conversely, I, I passed one of the, the art house cinemas here in London today on my way to the festival. And they had a similar sign up saying mm -hmm. it was a little more vague. They were just saying that there'll be incre increased security around the screening of Joker and that there'll be bag checks. Um, mm -hmm. Which, to be fair, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I'm never against a bag check in any sort of situation. Um, that doesn't bother me. It takes 10 seconds extra to walk in. You know, it's, it's all good. Um, so it wasn't quite as maybe alarmist, I think, as some of the signs over in the US might have been. It was a little more vague, but obviously I was able to read in between the lines as to what they were getting at. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope it doesn't deter people from seeing it. But at the same time, I think people's safety is is obviously... Um, number one, I, I, 
I wonder if it'll harm the way people are speaking about the film. And I think it might already be doing that, you know, yeah. like we're talking about, okay, obviously I haven't seen the film, but we're talking about this element and not the film, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting sort of when things shake out in maybe a few weeks when there's a little bit of perspective, um, if the narrative will be everything but the film or if it will be the film. Yeah, it's scary because, you know, when, when this movie was announced, when it was in production, even when I saw the first trailer, I didn't I didn't think this, this was going to be what it, what it was going to be at all. I think I thought it was just going to be another movie. We go see. We all like it. We all dislike it. Whatever. We talk about it. And then that's it. We move on to the next movie. You know, I did not think it was going to be like all of this. And it's kind of scary to know that. And it kind of sucks to know that because, you know, like like people like you and I, we love movies and we love just to, like if we're feeling down during whatever movie theaters and just movies in general just takes us right out of it and we're just enthralled into whatever movie we're watching unless it's like bad or something you know so it's just i so that's like you know if 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 there is a if there is someone who's out there by himself doesn't really have friends to hang out with right now or family around it. he just wants to go see the movie it sucks that he can't go see it like this week like everyone else uh the movie is doing great though like as far as money wise and like yeah. even all the all the screens in boston are kind of full today on saturday and tomorrow um so the movie's doing fine it's just yeah it does it's crazy that we have to go to these kind of lengths but uh yeah i definitely still recommend the movie because i loved it on uh, i watched it thursday i loved it i want to see it again I think I might see it again tonight or tomorrow. We'll figure it out. But it's just it's a really good film. So I can't wait for you to see it to get your thoughts on it and stuff whenever you're back on the show and stuff like that. But what are some other uh, movies you're gonna be checking it out? I think tomorrow is like is that the last day tomorrow or? So no no so it's 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 on for two weeks. So tomorrow oh, I oh, am geez. seeing. I know yeah. <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> I'm seeing what I consider the big one, which is Jojo Rabbit which I've been looking forward to since uh, I saw that it was announced, however long ago that was. Um, I'm a huge Taika Waititi fan. Right. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is one of my favorite films, like full stop. Not one of my favorite Marvel films, not one of my favorite superhero films, one of my favorite films, full stop. Um, which is sort of a bit of an outlier, I think, if I like look at my list of favorite films. <laughs> um, but I think there's just something really special about it. Um, mm. And I mean, talk about a director's vision. You like, you sit down, you start watching a Taika Waititi film, and you just know, you know exactly. where you are. Exactly. That's you know like that, that. That's a great point because I like I was saying that when I was watching. Um. Okay. So. When I watched like Guardians of the Galaxy, even 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 though I didn't really enjoy the second one all that much, I can just know this is James Gunn's vision. You know, when I'm watching Thor Ragnarok, I just know that's Taika Waititi's vision and that's his movie. And I think that's the, I think that stands out, especially in the uh, with the plethora of superhero movies that we have. I think it's just important that the director you can feel their vision on screen, and that's like one of the faults I would give movies like even some of the Avengers movies I don't feel the Russo brothers you know what I mean like and then like you know a Spider-Man Far From Home I don't feel John Watts I just feel like it's Marvel's vision but like you know you have these standouts like Thor and Black Panther and like the Guardians movies that just feels like the director's film so I totally understand where you're coming from as far as that yes yeah no that's yeah exactly you just hit the nail on the head there so um now obviously you know, Jojo Rabbit in a very different way to the Joker, not without its kind of controversy too. Um, mm -hmm. 
has been I think like mixed positive maybe it's how it's been received but um I'm I'm really excited I again another really great cast um I yeah I, I I'm just I'm just really genuinely very excited I'm I think it'll be fun to watch it with a big audience as well because it seems like the sort of film that sort of get involved with um so yeah I'm just I'm I'm really pumped for that um I'm also seeing a few sort of British indie films I'm seeing documentary about kind of punk rock and and its fight mm-hmm. against racism which should be should be really good um oh I've just thought of something that I wanted to mention about the personal history of David Copperfield if I bring that up um very quickly I thought it was very noteworthy that um the the kind of colorblind casting of Dev Patel which to be I mean you know obviously it was notable when it happened but I don't think anyone was really like having any major thoughts on it that is not by any means the only colorblind casting in the film um it kind of goes throughout all the supporting cast um with people of like lots of different ethnicities and I just thought that was really cool and worked really well and I was really happy to to see it that it wasn't a bit of a stunt casting for the for the lead. Um, I actually love I love when movies do that because you know um one of my well, my favorite movie of last year was Searching. I don't know if you've seen it yet and stuff yeah. with John Cho. Uh yeah, so the the directors were talking about that they when they were writing it, they didn't think of an Asian family. They just went with it, like, you know, as far as casting goes and stuff. And I love that. I'm like, oh, great. You know what I mean? Because um, not, not, not to say it would it would take anything away from the movie if it was any, another family, but it's just really good to see that, you know, there's, there's studios and, and producers out there who are not thinking about the race of whoever they cast and stuff. So I think that's great, too. I, I, I didn't know that about, about David Copper, about, about that movie. So that's really good to hear, you know? Yeah, no, it was it was really great, uh, really great. So yeah, and then I am seeing uh, another big one next weekend. I'm hoping to catch a few things sort of in in the next few days. I, I'm kind of keeping my options open. One of the things I wanted to do this year was be quite discerning with what I was going to see. Um, and I was trying to choose films that I knew wouldn't be out here for a couple of months, or you know, God forbid, ever. <laughs> or <laughs> um, so I, 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 I'm not going to see any of like the Netflix films, we'd say, because I know that I'll be getting them soon. Um, you know, I still, I still have like envy because I want to see them all like right now. But I, um, I thought that was the thing to do. So I'm, I'm seeing Waves next weekend. Oh, really excited about it. And I know everyone is like in love with. And I think that was one that I felt if I didn't go see it now, that could be an eighth grade situation, you know? Yeah, um, I know. When you get it in like 2021 or something over yeah. there. <laughs> Um, I, I, man, I, I am just anything with this new kind of, uh, standout actor, Kelvin Harrison Jr. I want to see. So I heard this movie was good. Everyone's raving about it because I like, I loved Luce so much and I want to see him in all the movies, just everything. I want him to be cast in everything. So he's in this movie. I think Sterling K. Sterling K. Brown is in it too. Yeah. Like really good cast. So I'm super jealous that you're seeing that next week. Yeah, I, it, it was also a late addition to the lineup, so um, I was stoked when I when I saw that it was announced because I I saw everyone reacting when it was in I think it was in Telluride, and I was like, oh well, you know, put that on the list because I'll never get to see it. And then right, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man, so, such a bummer. I want to see that so bad. 
It looks really good though. I, I think I might I think I might request a screener or something for it, something like that if I can because I know I was able I know I'm able to get like some screeners here and there depending on when the when the movie's released and early reviews. And I know they would want an early review. I just want to see it so bad. So um yeah, so waves and that's it or other stuff. I'm, I I I presume. I'm seeing uh, uh, an a uh, UK indie film called Rare Beasts, which I actually know very little about, um, and a film called Lynn and Lucy. Again, just kind of smaller British indie things. I mean, hopefully once I've seen them, we'll have a chance to, to chat and I can kind of shout them out if I hope that other people will get a chance to see them. Um, but those those are the big ones. I'm sort of, you know, bracing myself for Jojo Rabbit now tomorrow, and then um, we'll see what else sort of see what else sort of pops up but you know this year I uh my 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 day job which is really great and I actually get to see films through my my day job but I still have to you know be there <laughs> every day so it's, it's made it's made the, the the film festival a little maybe maybe a bit more restrictive um in terms of films I'm seeing but uh, I just have a great time whenever I'm whenever I'm down at the festival so I love yeah. any any film I get to see down there is a it's a real blessing and I also appreciate that I'm in a very privileged position that I'm able to go. Um, so I don't take that for granted. That's awesome. I really, I really, I'm so happy that you guys are all there, especially all of, all of our other kind of UK kind of friends and stuff are there. I know Meg from the page is there as well. Uh, she's seeing some movies and Lucy and all of our, all of our, uh, I know Ren who's been on the show a few times is he's there too. So it's always really nice to see everyone having fun and watching movies, what doing the things that we all love to do and stuff. I definitely need to get you back on for like the waves review, the Jojo rabbit stuff, um, which is why I'm so glad you're on the, uh, you're a member now and we get to watch talk. Yeah, talk about all these things and just gush over all these movies. And then awards season is going to be another bonkers kind of season. We'll see how everything adds up and stuff. But um, all righty, guys, that is it for this recap of uh, this, I guess, Saturday. Is it like day three, day two? Yeah, it's still early days, but it feels like it's been going on for Yeah, so um, that is our recap for uh you know some of the movies at the uh, london film festival from joe ganey very very happy to have you on and talk about all that stuff once again one of our new members and stuff like that and we also did a couple announcement show on uh wednesday where we spoke about all of the upcoming stuff coming to our feed and our channel soon and one of it is the website so i'm no i i know joe joe is gonna want to you know do some articles and stuff about some of the upcoming movies that she's seeing as well and definitely i'm gonna have you on for those movies that you've seen i'm so jealous you're gonna see jojo rabbit tomorrow because everyone's talking about it and i missed it at the boston film festival so that's exciting we have a lot of exciting stuff happening so that's really really good but um yeah so uh joe let everyone know where they can find you on social media and stuff you can find me on twitter just you know swooning over Dev Patel for the next 48 hours um <laughs> uh, I can't even read can't even remember what my um my my thing is but Joe Ganey I'm there somewhere you'll find me uh come, come say hey and yeah we'll, we'll talk it out yeah, I'll I'll um, attach it to this uh to this um show, so don't worry. But um, all right, guys, and you can find me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, Instagram Cinemaniac1994. The page is also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Cinemania World. That is it. Thank you, Joe, once again for coming on this show after your after your busy day of watching <laughs> movies. Um, and Bye. that is it. That is it, everyone. We will talk to you guys soon. My name is Dwayne. That was Joe. Bye bye. <laughs>